When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Adjacent. You're listening to the Sports Adjacent. Okay, I like that. I just learned something new today. Adjacent. With Jason Leisure and Russell Dorsey on the House of L Network. We're doing everything I dreamed of as an adjacent. I went to uh, a going away little get together for JJ Stankovitz a couple weeks ago. And I was not invited to that. I think it was only the Bears beat. It was organized by some one of the Bears beat writers, and it was for Bears beat. I mean, maybe you'll, there'll be some other one that you also beat. don't get invited to. I don't know. I was on the Bears beat. You saw me. I don't think you count as a Bears beat member. I'm You're on. a suit. You're a suit. <laughs> but, you are closer um, to being a suit than a reporter, Tony. JJ told me. Do you know JJ Russ? Yeah. Or you know who he is, at least. Uh, Oh, you friends with him? I didn't know. Okay. Um, Well, he knows Tony because he used to work at NBC. And I'm sitting here thinking, like, I know Tony really well. I know especially all the crazy stuff with Tony. Like, I know exactly what I'm getting into. And JJ goes, you know, there's one uh, crazy thing I haven't heard you guys talk to Tony about on the podcast yet. And it's that Tony has a, a weird thing about squirrels. Like, squirrels make... Tony, they give Tony like inner peace or something weird. I, I didn't really. What what is this? There was a reason. Do you know about this? There was a reason that I didn't bring it. I hadn't brought it up on the podcast. So thanks to my guy JJ um, for bringing. <laughs> Did that. you already know about it? Yeah. What's this thing about squirrels? What's your thing about squirrels? Um, I just feel like squirrels are like a weird part of my life. Um. <laughs> <laughs> I just, uh, I'm just so used to seeing them that if I don't see one in a while, like in the summer or spring, it's like, what reality am I in? What, like, what is this? What's going on? Like seeing a squirrel climb up a tree, you walk outside and it's like, yes, this is, this is normal. This is life. This is good. But when you don't see a squirrel for months, it can be, it's like one of those, it's like a trigger. It's like, what's what's going on? What What's happening? Did I wake up in a false reality? Like, am I in a dream or something? It's like one of those like movie things where you like, you you notice something missing. That'll be like, this isn't my reality. That's what you, squirrels do for me. You don't see squirrels and you think we're in the apocalypse or something. Yes. Okay. So, I mean, do you go like a few days where 
you start freaking out after a couple of days because you haven't seen a squirrel. I mean, I don't even take note of seeing squirrels. Well, I have no idea if I saw a squirrel yesterday or not, because it wouldn't register with me as something I needed to, to remember. No, if it's just when I'm outside during the summer, like there was a while. It, it, well, it's all started because it, there was a while where we had coyotes in the area and they would eat all the rabbits and the squirrels. So yep. there was a while where I didn't see a squirrel like seasons where I didn't see a squirrel in my area. Were you okay? It felt really weird. That's when I first noticed that I do need squirrels in my life. So that's it. It's nothing crazy. You knew about this all along? Yes. How did this ever come up? Because I didn't know this. Uh, Lawrence's show before Tony left. And they were okay. about it. And I'm like, mm, that's weird. <laughs> <laughs> and so then when Tony and I became friends, I just was like, okay, this is Tony's weird thing. Um, and then on the podcast, I was just like, I don't want to get him riled up on squirrels. So I just never said anything. Well, I think we should. I don't think it's that big. No, of a I don't think we like, should. People making it bigger than what it is. It's, everybody has a thing that without that thing. Everybody has. Yeah. That I don't no, I don't think I don't have something where it's like if I don't hear a bird or if I don't see a rat or something that it I, I I'm so what would happen to you if you were in the middle of good weather like spring or summer and you went a couple of days without see would you go out and look for one would you be like I I, I got to get out of here I got to go see a squirrel I got to find a squirrel yeah probably yeah I'll probably be anxious like if I go like a long time without seeing a squirrel I'll probably get a little anxious that sounds like a condition. It might be, but you know, you guys are benefiting from it, right? You know, am I? We're benefiting from the squirrels. Yeah, no, my weird condition. We're benefiting. We're profiting left and right off all of your weirdness. But uh, this was one that we, I didn't know about. On that note, welcome to Sports Adjacent. <laughs> the, the 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 what you just heard is. Everyday life with Tony Gill. I am Rev Dorsey, <laughs> my partner in crime, Jason Leisure, Tony Gill on the boards. Um, already heating it up. He's already getting shots up. The Antonio Blakeney of <laughs> this podcast coming right in the game, getting 15 shots up. Um, by the way, to Antonio Blakeney. I listen, you are Ant- Joel and B. Because you are the troll master. You're exhausting. But also, you're Antonio Blakeney because you will not hesitate to get a shot up. Also, Antonio Blakeney uh, arrested for armed robbery last week. So there's that. There's that. Um, Welcome to the podcast, everybody. Podcast is brought to you by Obvious Shirts. Go over there, obviousshirts.com. Promo code adjacent10. Get 10% off your purchase. I am in city number 10 on our sports adjacent podcasting tour around the country uh, in lovely San Diego. It's been really nice. I wanted to go on that trip with you and you said, no, just flat. No. Well, it's ironic that you have your stepbrother's mug because I'm going to tell everybody. So (laughs) a couple months ago, Jason texted me like, oh, man, uh, it'd be really cool to go out to the West Coast with you. I'm like, yeah, it's a really cool trip. Uh, San Francisco than San Diego. He was like, yeah. I should, we should, we should like, we should do that. I said, dude, book a room. He was like, yeah, your room. I'm like, well, wait a minute, wait a minute. I think, uh, 
I think we're going to book two singles, not not a double. And he's just like, well, why? Yeah. Now, Jason. I mean, a room with two beds, Russ. No. I didn't think this was weird. Well, I don't. I'm just saying I I don't want a room with you. I love no, you. No, I got that loud and clear. I love you, but I'm not right. rooming with you. You've never you never go on trips with your friends and it's like two to a room. I try to get my own room at all times. I mean, after after I got to the point where I could afford it, it's just like, why would I room with somebody? You know well, there's I mean? a difference between can afford and have to afford. And if your room's already covered, then that sounded pretty good to me. <laughs> of course. But no, nah, man, like, I, I like I'm a I'm a space guy. And I think everybody should have their space so we could hang out in somebody's room till 6 a.m. But at the end of the night, I think everybody should go to their own room. All right. That's just me personally. Okay. That doesn't mean I love you any less. Well, the tone of our original conversation <laughs> about this head and I don't love you that much. We're not that good of friends kind of vibe to it. But no, because you. I just, guess I feel a little better now. Because then you were just like, we should get bunk beds. Well, that was a joke. <laughs> and I don't think Marriott can pro- provide. That was a joke, beds. although that would be funny. No, I told you, man, Finley, Patrick oh, okay. Finley, one of the road trips we went on, he ended up with a room, I guess, because they were out of all the other rooms. He ended up with a room at some Marriott property that had bunk beds. And I cannot imagine why you would ever want that. Nah, I'd fight the concierge for like, um, sir, we're all out of rooms, but we the one just opened up. It is a bunk bed suite. We're fighting. I'm throwing him right in the lobby. If I did get end up with a room somehow and I had no other option and it was a bunk bed room, I would think I would still sleep on the top bunk. Yeah, you never know what can happen on the bottom. Well, top bunk is where I slept when I was a kid. My brother and I had bunk beds. But I don't understand the purpose of a room with bunk beds. If that's all that's in it, if the only thing that's in it is a, is a set of bunk beds, who is that for? Because if I check into a room and it's got a, a full size, like a queen or a, uh, a king bed and bunk beds, that's perfect because I got kids. So my kids can have the bunk bed. I'll take the big bed. Awesome. But what? What purpose is it serving that you walk into other than like, you know, the hangout that I thought you and I were going to have out in California? (laughs) Jason, I told you, I said, this would be a fantastic friend trip for you to come out to San Diego for a couple of days. Even if you wanted to come to San Fran, which I know you love that ballpark and then come to San Diego, it would have been awesome. But my 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 entire hang up was you wanted to be in the same room and I cannot allow that. All right, let's get this over with. This next segment terrifies me. I have no idea what's going on here. Uh, Russ and Tony have been giggling with each other by text, I think, over the past week about doing this segment to me. And when I asked them, what's it going to be about, guys? You know, just so I could kind of be ready for it. All they told me was the only prep material would be to watch the music video of Usher and R. Kelly doing same girl and let's before you guys get into whatever this is let's all let's all let's raise our right hand and repeat after me i jason leisure you go ahead do your names i russ dorsey i tony gill fully and thoroughly in every possible way denounce r kelly fully and thoroughly in every possible way denounce r kelly Fully and thoroughly denounce R. Kelly. In All right, I think we can proceed now. Possible. All right. So I'm in San Francisco. Yeah. And I'm on my IG story before a game. Let's see what my friends are up to. That's Instagram, right? 
That is. All right, got it. And so Tony's IG bubble pop lights up. Uh, let's see what young Anthony Gill's up to this week. All right. Uh, and Tony is at a nail salon getting the young Manny Petty with his, his, his OG, his mom. And in the next slide, it was uh, Mr. Gill's love interest for the first time making a public appearance on his social media. Now, me. Tony Gill. Yes. Being okay. the person that I am, the young person I am, when somebody puts somebody on their IG story, that's how you know it's real. And so I instantly I hit Tony. I'm like, uh-oh, you done put her up on your, uh, on your socials? It's a wrap for the streets. It's a wrap for the show. That's step one towards Tony's girlfriend, Yoko Onoing the show. <laughs> you want that to happen. I know it's going to happen. It's already happening. She could be he's very, late all the time now? He, she could be a very lo- a lovely girl. And from everything he says, she is. But that's not the point. So he's just like, yeah, man, had to let him know. There's only one in my life now. And mm-hmm. so then... Tony, I'll let you uh, intro the rest of this. I'm so terrified because I did watch that video. And so I'm so worried that this is where we're headed. Oh, that's that, where we're like headed. You, that you swiped right on uh, on Tony's girlfriend or something, Russ. No, 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 no. Swiped not, right or swiped left? The no, that's not, it ain't, it ain't, that's not All where right. this is going. All right, go on. I'm gonna, I'll stop trying to guess. You guys just tell me. So um, after after that exchange, and I was on social media, I was like, nah, I, we should probably switch over to the text. The text. To have, <laughs> have each other number to continue this conversation. Right. right. Yes. Um, so I was motivated to do that by one, our friend Jason Goff, um, who went on vacation with Belize with his lovely lady. Uh, and I was like, you know what? I'm, I, it's time that I post my lovely lady. Um, so I did that. It was a faraway picture just to, just to let people know, you know, hey. Just to give them a glimpse. Yeah, just to give them a glimpse. Hey, <laughs> he, gave her the, he gave her the silhouette with the mask on, so you really <laughs> still couldn't tell. <laughs> but I, I, I respect it. I respect it. Um, so I had to take it off uh, the Instagram because I had to let him know the re- another reason why I did that uh, because someone slid in my DMs. Oh no. Um and don't say, like, hey. yo, before you do this, don't say where she works because the people are gonna know. Okay, yeah, yeah. So um she was like, Hey, I was like, Oh, you know, what's up? She's like, We should hang out. I was like, Whoa. Like, first of all, black men don't cheat. You know, I'm a faithful black man. You know, one why one, are you saying that like you're in court? No, we know I, I, have to, I have to I have to say this. I said okay. I was going to say this repeatedly throughout this conversation. We both know you to be a person yeah. of exceptional quality. Okay. Yeah. I, I let the people know. Sometimes they think Tony Gill is the crazy one, but no. I'm a, I'm a faithful black they man. They think or they know. Anyway. But I, but I digress. <laughs> anyway, uh, Russ was interested. I was like, oh, really? I was like, yeah. This person is blah, blah, blah. Works blah, blah, blah. And then that's where Russ drops the bomb. Russ? So this man says, uh, I want, can you bleep out her name if I say it? Yeah, I'll bleep it out. All right. So he says, this lady <laughs> uh, just slid in my DM, so I had to let him know. And so I just text, who? And he go, and he sends me her IG. And I just go, Tony, dot, dot, dot. 
do I have some stories for you? So, yeah, um, this young lady, somebody I've known for a little while. Um, oh, my God. And I <laughs> and I had literally saw that person two days before Tony told me that this person was in their DM. And it really just made me laugh. And I was just like, yeah, Tony, don't. Don't don't mess up this with your lady for for for. Yeah. So it was one of those situations where it just made me laugh because the world is so small. And so then the first thing I could think of is that song, Same Girl, R. Kelly and Usher. So that was the the moment where Tony and I. Oh, so then Tony was just like, I showed my girl and everything because I couldn't mess this up for nothing. And I'm looking at, I, I respect it. Like, keep you, you just, this thing just started. You want to be on the right foot. I wouldn't want to mess it up either. I feel so like if go. I was Tony and I'd gotten that DM, my reply would have been just, uh, do you have Russ's number? Mm. <laughs> See, I didn't know this. I didn't but then know- the answer would have been yes. I didn't, I didn't know this before. So it was like, what do you, I mean, you know, she's got to know me and Russ do the podcast together. Right. Right. Because this is a huge, this is bigger than the Joe Budden podcast. We're all extremely famous from this. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> sure. But who doesn't know? The, the, I think the, the funny part for me was uh, she gave Tony the same line that I got. Just like Tony- in the, uh, just like in the same girl video. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And so she, he got the, yo, we should hang out. He stiffed arm. She stiff armed right away. I was just like, oh, yeah, I could. that better be cool. We knew the same people. I really just thought it was a hangout. I didn't know. <laughs> I didn't know at the time. But, yeah. I'm trying to figure out if I'm offended that she used the same line on me that she used on Tony. I mean, if it worked, if that's your bag, I mean. She was one for two. She was one for two. Jason has this. Did you guys have a conversation, though? Did you guys talk? have a talk? Like, R. Kelly... And Usher in this video are on the phone and they're like, uh, you know, does she have a tattoo on her ankle? Does her license plate say angel? Uh, do she love some Waffle House? <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's funny. That song is hilarious. Um, also, in this video, I'm to Georgia Tech. Works at TBS. Then there's, no? damn. Then okay. there's damn at the end of that. <laughs> That's in that line. Um, yeah, I'm Usher in this scenario, and Tony is a uh, chaos. I can't. I don't know. I'm not sure. It's hard to tell. No, no, no. The, this is not. This is not up for debate. I'm just telling you. <laughs> I'm Usher. I think you just don't want to be R. Kelly in this. That's scenario. exactly like under any circumstances, no, no matter that, what. It, absolutely, not even in the song, not even the music video. I missed when this song was popular. By the way, I had never heard of it. It was 2007, so I was not only an adult, but didn't have kids yet. So I would have had every reason to have heard of this song um but didn't and when i watched it it was dreadful I mean, it was some of the worst acting i have ever seen it reminded me of one of those lonely island videos i yep. mean that big tripper right now like yeah all right. you, you yeah, there I, is one actually there is a lonely island video that they probably parodied off this song where they're both seeing the same woman it's the one with justin timberlake and uh lady gaga yes the golden rule <laughs> very solid SNL sketch, by the way. 
I noticed that in this video, R. Kelly seems extremely serious and upset. And Usher seems to think it's kind of like funny. Like R. Kelly thought he was getting married and R. Kelly just thought, I mean, and, uh, and Usher just thinks this is like, you know, whatever. Yeah, he's called, <laughs> definitely called the girl his future wife in the song. Many times, yes. <laughs> I'm like, I got some news for you, buddy. <laughs> I don't think that's the way this is going down. So has, has, has this ever happened to you, Jason? Well, you, you well, even bef- before your married days, because I know it's been a while. Well, in high school, everybody dates the same people. So, I mean, all your friends at one point or another, you're dating somebody's ex-girlfriend or whatever. But uh, no, never happened in a way that was uh, either calamitous for me or requiring me to um, write an amazing song and music video about it. What I'm about to tell you has to be bleeped the entire sentence. But I'm I can't wait. Elevator music. But yeah, that's what that person sent me. I now understand why you and I are not sharing a a hotel room on the road. We have uh, we have another brewing controversy in the NBA, which just means that it's Tuesday, Russ. Um, (laughs) Kevin Durant and Giannis Antetokounmpo and former Bull, one of Tony's favorite players, Jay Williams. ESPN. Tony, t- set this up for the people if they missed this, this story this week. Uh, tell us what your boy did. So, uh, Jay Williams, shout out to Jay Williams, gave me an exclusive interview at draft. Uh, also, first jersey I ever got, Jay Williams, 22. That's unfortunate. Um, <laughs> you could buy him at Goodwill now, but. Yes, you can. But go ahead. Um, so, he goes on a Get Up this morning, which is uh, Mike Greenberg's show, and s- says he wants to have a story time. And says that uh, basically Kevin Durant told him never to uh, compare him with Giannis Antetokounmpo. This is after Jay Williams was on TV complimenting him, saying complimenting Antetokounmpo, saying basically he's a blend of Durant and Anthony Davis's skill sets. Right. And um, I don't know how to take that because, like, I I definitely believe that Kevin Durant could have told him that. Um, I thought they had a pretty close relationship. I've heard podcasts where Kevin Durant is doing a podcast with like Ben Simmons on the ringer, Bill Simmons on the, on the ringer and Jay Williams is just in the background, just chilling. So I know they have a personal relationship. Like I've seen it. I've overheard it. So I actually absolutely believe that Kevin Durant could have told him that there's no real reason for him to make up that whole story. In my opinion. Um, but for Kevin Durant to, I mean, he's just a weird dude to basically say Jay Williams is absolutely lying about that. It's like weird. Well, it is. Kevin Durant has uh, tweeted, I'll read this too, and you can. Mans will do anything to advance their careers in this media, wanting to be accepted by an industry that will dispose of you whenever they please. Keep me out all that corny ass talk about who's better and legacy and all that dumb ass. I don't even talk like that. That's a pretty firm denial. 
here's my thing, man. But but Russ, to what Tony said, Kevin, like, all right, Jay Williams says that Kevin Durant said this to him at a holiday party. Mm-hmm. That completely fits the Kevin Durant personality type. Well, I was going to say, like, it doesn't sound crazy. Mm-hmm. Like, and I agree with Tony. Like, I've seen them in the same spaces before. So it doesn't seem like out of the ordinary if this ha- actually happened. Um, I know people do lie in our business. People lie a lot, which makes our jobs harder. Yes. And so that's why it gives you some pause and be like, eh, maybe. But if if the, if Jay Williams was actually lying, I'd actually be kind of surprised. I would be surprised too. I, I none of this seems out of the realm of possibility for Kevin Durant. I totally believe that he said this. I totally believe that it's possible he says so many things like this that he can't remember them all. And I totally believe he would say this and then deny it later when it's shown to be kind of a bad look for him, insulting another player who is truly a great player in Giannis. Why are we doing all this, though? I feel like this has been happening over and over and over that people are one way or another, revealing private conversations. I think I, the first time I remember seeing this really blow up was a few years ago. I think it was where, was it Kanye? I think it was Kanye started posting screen caps of text exchanges that he had with people. I don't, know if it, I don't know if it predates that, but there's been a run since then of people putting private th- celebrities, putting private things out in public. And we just did it a couple of weeks ago, basically with mm-hmm. Shannon Sharp and Julio Jones. I know it's not exactly the same, uh, by the way, Julio Jones got himself off to the Titans. Mm-hmm. So uh, that nice. situation has been resolved. But um, I feel like these guys keep revealing things that they shouldn't be revealing in public. Uh, he was giving him a compliment in, in the segment. Well, yeah, I mean, of course, Kevin Durant would take a compliment as an insult. Because right. it's not enough of a compliment. I mean, but in the way that he was explaining when they were talking about, obviously, the Nets are up 2-0 on the Bucks, And they've just been wrecking shot dominating yeah specifically kevin durant who has been unprecedentedly came back from an achilles tear that has ended nba careers to lead the uh lead the playoffs in scoring like it's it's nothing that we've ever seen before so to describe his dominance and it seemed like the way he's attacking Giannis and the way he's attacking the bucks specifically the story fit um of Durant always believed in Jason. You're right. It fits the Durant narrative where Durant has always believed he's the best player in the world. And that's with prime LeBron James out there. And yeah, he, he can have an argument. Like I'm not going to excellent. I'm not going to, he's excellent. Not better than LeBron James. I'm not going to fight that fight. That's not the battle. I, I would, I choose LeBron, but I get if somebody wanted to say Kevin Durant is the best player in the world. So he has this confidence about himself. It's just when other people are speaking to it and acknowledging it, it's like he doesn't want to face the music with it. Like, if you believe that, so what if Giannis knows that you said this? So what? You've been dominating him this whole time. I think people will acknowledge you're a better player than Giannis, even though Giannis is a two-time MVP. Yeah. I just don't. Uh, you think Michael Jordan or Kobe would be upset that somebody said Michael Jordan or Kobe said that they're better than another person? Well, and what images 
like Clyde. What image is Kevin Durant trying to protect at this point that he doesn't want? He's trying to make sure people don't think he's a jerk or something. They already do. I know. (laughs) I can't think of a guy, Russ, right now off the top. I, I think Durant is the most. I absolutely love watching him play. Not only is he incredibly talented and skilled and such a great scorer, but he plays basketball beautifully. He is an artist mm-hmm. on the court in the same way that like James Harden is not, it's not a great, a fun style of play for me to watch. Durant plays the game so artistically and beautifully. I love watching him play and I can't stand his personality. He is so unlikable. If Kevin Durant sat down next to you at a bar, you would want to move. I don't, I wouldn't go that far. I'm he's just so nasty. He's so, he's such a mean spirited, oversensitive person. I think that's the, he's going to hear this. He's going to be tweeting to us. No, over he's this. Gonna be you, he's going to be tweeting. That's you. fine. I can take it. I, I don't think that's, I think, yeah. Is he sensitive when it comes to some of the stuff said about him in the media and his response? And yeah, sure. But I've heard him on his platform and like the boardroom and different podcasts where it's like, he seems he seems cool. So it's like sometimes you you get two sides of people, and I just think he's one of those guys that like I'm. If anybody's gonna talk about me, it's gonna be me, and I respect that. Um, and I I think it's one of those situations where that doesn't just happen overnight. Like nobody turn nobody is just that person. Like that happens. Like you get burned on something. You trust somebody who goes back and does something. And now you're just like, all right, screw the rest of the media. Sorry, I don't care if you didn't do it. That's just, I'm not rocking with y'all. I think that's what's happened over time. Like, whether it's early on in OKC or even Seattle, where it was just like, got close to somebody, that person turned around and did something, and he lost all trust for media, for reporters. Um, And it doesn't help that you have all these, as we talked about, like, quote unquote, media people who are not actually journalists who have no code of ethics like we have as reporters and will just go on TV and start. Because like, I'll say one thing with that Jay Williams story. Could you have left that story off air and just made your point about, you know, it seems personal. It seems like he's trying to prove a point. Yes, 100 percent accurate. He didn't have to put that story out there. You're absolutely Um, right. And maybe he shouldn't have. You don't know really the what their relationship is like, but Jay Williams is an entertainer and he's supposed to go on TV and be entertaining as he talks about basketball. And he had what he thought was an entertaining story that he clearly thought he was in the clear to share. I think, I don't, I think that's a situation where you don't know that dude like that. I don't know if they do or not, but it's just like, you could have made your point without that story. And I don't think this happens. Um, but yeah, do I think it's that big of a deal? No, I honestly think the whole thing is kind of, I'm good on it. Like it's, I just think at some point we have to stop worrying about what Katie thinks as, as far as media stuff goes. He's constantly worried about what we think. I mean, I think part of it is uh, when you're the best player in the world, what you say is always going to be important. But when it comes to stuff like this, it's just like, I don't really care anymore. I have gotten the sense from him from 
his earliest days that he was very uncomfortable with the spotlight and with fame, that he was not somebody whose personality could embrace that and kind of roll with it. I, I think it's, I don't know. I think it's, it's changed because I, if, if that were the case, I don't know if you have, you know, a multimedia company. I don't know if you have these podcasts and spaces where you invite people to come talk to you. Yeah. It's your setting and you can control the environment. Even if it's for money, it's just like, if you're not comfortable with it, you're not comfortable with it. And I haven't seen a Kevin Durant on the boardroom in these podcasts and spaces where it's just like, I'm not comfortable talking about something, some of these things he is, he's in his environment. He can bring people on that he trusts and that he likes and whatever. But I, I just think it's a product of, when it comes to other people talking about him, I think that's where he's just like, I'm good. He's already tweeting at me. We do have other podcasts. Don't ever compare sports adjacent to these other podcasts. You kidding me? Get out of here. <laughs> yeah, Tony, Tony want podcast beef. Grocery stores, Russ. Do you enjoy uh, doing your grocery shopping? Is that a fun experience for you or is that just a chore you got to get through uh i actually enjoy going grocery shopping i do too or i used to at least i used to love uh going to the grocery store like 10 a.m on a tuesday when it's empty it's actually kind of peaceful but i uh i'm no longer allowed to do the grocery shopping in our house pretty much my wife does all the grocery shopping but it's not in a sexist way it's because i can't be trusted to do it right you're buying chips and cookies uh, that is one of the many problems. Yeah. Do you guys know the movie Dumb and Dumber or is that too old for you? Yes, we, we, I, we know that they're down to like their last 10 bucks and he goes to the grocery store and he comes back with just like beer and a cowboy hat. And he's like, only the necessities, only the essentials. That's kind of what happens. <laughs> That's you. Yeah. But I also have, I'm also totally oblivious to what we already have somehow, especially if I didn't buy it, which is most of the time. So like the other day, my wife's out buying groceries and I text her, hey, can you pick me up some limes? And so she does because she's very nice and she takes care of that anytime I ask for something like that. And then she gets back with a half dozen limes and sees that we already have nine in the fridge that I wasn't aware of. All right. I can see why Ashley wouldn't want you taking care of those things anymore. But I, also, I don't want me taking care. I, you, I, didn't, you didn't check before? You don't I check? Just, I just didn't realize. No, I don't go check. No, no. Jason. All right. Now I see. I understand this. I also no. I messed this up like seven different ways. I also have no idea. I'm like a like an extremely rich person in the sense of like how they don't know how much things cost. Like if you ask a rich, like if I was at the store and I went to check out and the milk rang up for like nine dollars, I just shrug my shoulders and like, well, hmm, I guess milk is nine dollars. I don't know how much things cost because that part of my brain is atrophied now that I don't buy the groceries hardly ever. I do the same thing. You don't know how much things cost either? Yeah, I'm with you on that. If I yeah. need something, then it's like they have all the leverage. Then it is what it is because I have to get this thing. So it's just kind of like whatever. Are you I'm not even getting that philosophical. I, I just don't know how much things cost. So if my wife does on the rare time where she sends me to the grocery store, she's like, hey, you, um, the kids need 
some Oreos or something for this baking project they're doing. And I go there and buy the Oreos and they're like $8. I would just be like, hmm, I, I guess that's how much Oreos cost. Y'all are weirdos, man. <laughs> My wait, wife also claims that I am oblivious to our budget. And that is the part that I take exception to because I well, do know I do know what our food budget is. I know what it is. I just don't care about it is the problem. Then you don't know what it is. No, I know what it is. I just don't care. It's like, you know, you should stop a hard stop at a stop sign, but you it's kind of more of a rolling stop most of the time. Nah, man. You know what the rule is. You just don't care that much about it. How do you live like that? Uh, it's a super, it's a super, like, as a, as a figurehead in your household, like, yes, you probably care about what you're spending. Cause then if you don't, if you don't care, then like, you're probably spending money that you don't have to spend. Well, I do care. Um, like when the bill comes due, cause then I realize like, oh, we spent a lot on groceries and it was my fault. And because I'll go and spend a hundred dollars at the grocery store and come home with enough actual legitimate food to get through like two days. So it's not a well-spent hundred dollars to be fair. Yeah. Now it's time for a Chicago Bears segment we call. This is fine. I'm okay with the events that are unfolding currently. Everything's fine. That's okay. Things are gonna be okay. Russ, everything is fine for the Bears, mostly. I'll just remind you, Justin Fields, Justin Fields. Fields the quarterback. Everybody, Justin Fields. Everything is fine. Everything's fine. But the team's two biggest busts from last season, Robert Quinn and Nick Foles, the whole explanation for why they had so much trouble was because they didn't have the offseason program. Both of those guys did not report, weren't practicing at the beginning of OTAs. Nick Foles, I can understand. Because just like, look, man, they got two brothers in here to take my job. <laughs> Robert Quinn is the one where you're just like, fam. <laughs> but like, yeah, if I'm Nick Foles and they bring in Andy Dalton, yeah. then they draft this this brother named Justin Fields. They trade up to draft Justin Fields. Yeah. I'd be at the crib too. Like, yeah, bro, I see y'all at training camp. Actually, he he may be hustling backwards. It's like, are you gotta, you good. Just be a good team player and pick up the check. That's all you gotta do. Honestly, you could be a bad. He could be a bad team player and pick up the check. <laughs> I don't think yeah, it matters. Yeah. But point. you also want to con- continue to make more checks. Like the best job is the third or second string quarterback. The third, preferably the third string quarterback. Yeah, I think he'll the be best okay. Job in sports for me, he'll be okay. OTAs are voluntary, and if- air quotes. They've always been in air quotes. Now they actually are voluntary. So now when guys miss OTAs, it used to be when they'd miss, you'd know that it was either they're hurt or they're mad about their contract. And now there's the third option of they just don't want to be there, which would be my choice. If I was a player, I wouldn't go to something in May and June that I'm not actually required to go to because it's completely unnecessary. All of that being said, I would probably feel better if Robert Quinn voluntarily volunteered to come to the volunteer voluntary workouts and voluntarily try to get back on track after last season. 
I agree with you. Tony, how do the groceries work at your house? Because you live with what, like six people? Yeah. 30 how do you, what, people I mean, your household. I live with three people and two of them are children. And I'm, I still sometimes will hide something that I bought at the store and don't want to share. Mm. Like I'll get a thing of ice cream and I want that to be for me. And so I'll like leave it in the bag the grocery bag and stick it in the back of the freezer. So nobody else finds it until it's the, all, the only way my kids even know that that ever entered the house is when they find the empty carton in the trash can one morning. <laughs> um, everybody has a day to make food for everybody. So that's typically the day you go grocery shopping. Um, but it, 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 the rule is if you didn't buy it, it's probably not yours. So you should probably leave it alone. Okay. So yeah, but not everything works that way. I mean, you can't have six gallons of milk in the fridge. Oh, no, no, no. Like general stuff, cereal, milk, pancake mix, chicken breasts, like all that okay. is for community. Okay. Um, but specific things, ice cream, you know, granola bars, applesauce, very specific items. It was like, oh, I didn't buy this. It's not mine. Applesauce. Or you, ask, or you ask the person, hey, who bought this? May I have some? So it, it runs fairly smoothly. It's a smooth system. I think the what we're I'm finding here is that you love being single. Yeah, because it grocery shopping is super <laughs> easy. Like I, I live in a, a place by my my own place by myself. Like I don't have a roommate. Yes, around. correct. And so I can well, go maybe. to I can go to Whole Foods, make a list, right? Buy food, maybe go to Mariano's or Jewel and get some things that I like at those specific places. Mariano and Jewel? Yeah, bro. Woo, you out here. You're out <laughs> here. Big money. See, that's, see, that's the key though. That's the key to grocery shopping. You don't really just go to one grocery store. Like you I like the the fresh meat um at Whole Foods, seafood, and then I like to get the bread from Jewel. And there's some things that I like to get at Mariano's that they don't have everywhere. And then you combine all those into one day, go get your grocery shopping done. And then because it's just me, like I, I know when I go to the refrigerator, I have everything that I wanted. Um, and if I know I'm cooking a certain meal, I have all the ingredients for it. So yeah, that's what a fantasy talking about compared to my life. What you guys are talking about seems like, that would drive me crazy because I have it organized yeah. down to the T about like what no, I want and what I have in the you're, fridge. You're exactly right. It's uh, it's like I live in a dorm and <laughs> you know what else? I, I bet your Tupperware game is like on point. I bet you got the containers and I bet there's a lid for every container, which is mm -hmm. just the most profound thing in the world and does not happen in my house. I'll, I'll go to get some Tupperware to put something in and there's a bunch of containers, but then there's no lids that fit any of those containers. It's like, where's this lid? Oh, I'm. We were using it to uh, paint with in the backyard or something. Yeah, I couldn't do that, man. You, and that's one of the problems up here, man. Is you have to go to all these different grocery stores in Miami. You go to Publix, and that you're good. Publix is like the greatest grocery store I've ever seen. You don't have to go to multiple grocery stores. Do you ever go to um, Trader Joe's? I do. There's one down the street from the house, but I'm I, a majority Whole Foods guy. Hippie. Okay. What was that? Hippie. <laughs> listen let, no like you go in you go into whole foods on a wednesday afternoon yeah. you, they got they got the amazon sale so i just scan my amazon prime get my little discount and nah. you have amazon prime and you go to whole foods you got the bag man good for you did i use that right 
You did. You did. Good job. Trader Joe's is a fun place to shop as long as you enjoy weird artwork on all the products, aisles that are exactly 1.9 cart widths wide, and you like to think of checkout as more of a hang than a business transaction. Because like 75% of the time you check out at Trader Joe's, you're going to get the whole backstory of how that cashier decided to become a vegan. Which yeah. is probably interesting, but not really what I came there for. Yeah, I'm with Jason on that. And people that shop at Trader Joe's, it, it could be like some bottled water. Like, oh, would you like a bottle of water? No, only uh, I go to Trader Joe's. I don't, I don't. It's like, get out of here. <laughs> yeah. <up>? Like, <laughs> how about you get nothing? How about that? All right, so we were talking about uh, same girl with Usher and R. Kelly earlier, and we're going back to R. Kelly now. We're not going back to anything. I'm do we just all need saying, to read. Do we need to do the pledge again, Russ? Listen, if you didn't hear the pledge, rewind back when we go into our same girl segment and, and listen to the, our uh, our pledge that we denounce everything R. Kelly. But what I'm going to tell you is, as somebody who lived down the street from R. Kelly. At one point in time, I have two separate R. Kelly related stories. Why would R. Kelly be a Cracker Barrel? And so I look over my shoulder and there is the Pied Piper of R&B eating some pancakes. Russ, I have a good list of stuff that we didn't get to today, um, and I wish that your R. Kelly stories were on there. Yeah, sorry. Unfortunately, I... we did get to those. Stuff we did not get to, of the eight teams left in the NBA playoffs, Russ, none have won a title in my lifetime. Five have never won one at all, actually. All right. Five teams, uh, the Celtics, Lakers, Warriors, Bulls, and Spurs have won 51 of the 70. 70- Four titles in the NBA history. Parody. Yeah, I could. That's, I could see how that would be a. I could see how that would be a problem. So this year you have teams like you might have the Jazz or the Clippers or Suns. the Bucks, the Nets teams that. Yeah. Some of those teams, the Bucks have won one, but some of those teams have never won one. Yeah. Uh, Sixers president of basketball ops Daryl Morey got fined seventy thousand, seventy five thousand dollars for retweeting basically. Uh, Steph Curry's photo of his brother, Seth Curry of the Sixers, with the words, join them. That's it. Join them. 75 grand. That's what he got fined for. Join them. That's uh, that'd be a tough pill to swallow. I don't think they should find him for that. I think that I mean, that would be like, you know, no disrespect to you, but that would be like if you were tweeting at Beyonce or something. It's like it's nice wishful thinking, but it's not going to happen. Hey, you look, you know what what I do in these streets. Don't play me. Russ will not accept that. It, it is he, he takes that as disrespect. Uh Tibbs is the coach of the year. Do you miss him? Mm, yes. I do too. Playoffs uh seven times out of his nine seasons as a head coach kind of makes everybody miserable, but he does make your team better. And you can't say that about a lot of coaches, I don't think. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I think uh Tibbs is one of those you look back and 
the one that got away? I don't think I'd ever want him to coach a great team. If I had the Warriors or the Heat Big Three or the Nets, I don't think I want Tibbs coaching that team. But if I got a bad team, he makes them like a seven seed. And if I got an okay team, he makes them a four or five seed like the Knicks. Yeah. No, really good coach. One of the best uh, this city has ever seen. So, yeah, good luck to to Tibbs, and we'll see if uh, D. Rose returns there with him. Uh, also, a teenage girl in Los Angeles, she hears her dogs barking on the back porch and goes out to see what they're upset about. It's a mama bear and her two cubs on top of this wall, protect like kind of sealing off or like designating their area. And she charges the, the bear. The mama bear is, is swiping at her dogs. She charges at the bear and shoves it off the wall. I watched that video and I'm just like, yeah, I can just get new dogs. Well, that's because you don't like dogs. You're allergic to dogs. You're not a dog person. Tony, you doing that for your dog? You charging at a bear? Uh, I'm a bear with her cubs to save your dog, or you letting the dog take one for the team there to save uh, you? No, I'm pulling up with the blicky, man. Come on now. Get, get, out, get off my property, bear. I like dogs that much. Will you risk your life for it? Yeah. Jason, you like dog. You don't like dogs, right? I have dogs. But that's not what I asked you. I'm not fighting a bear for any dog. Exactly. Uh, there's hippo news too, Russ. <laughs> I, you sent this in the group chat, and I don't know if we should say Well, you this. don't even know about all of it. I only taught you a little bit of it on this. <laughs> so hi, there are hippos in Colombia, which there are not supposed to be. Hippos are native only to Africa, I believe. But this is an invasive species of hippos in Colombia known as cocaine hippos because their population originated with uh, Pablo Escobar, buying four hippos in New Orleans, of course, that's where you'd go to buy hippos, uh, to live at his house in the 80s. And they have now reproduced so much that they're destroying the local ecosystem uh, by reproducing too much. It's always hot boy summer for the hippos. (laughs) And by uh, eating things and by polluting water, the local waterways with their toxic dumps. (laughs) Okay, you... uh... That went differently in the group chat than it did there. And good job, sir. Well, a lot of interesting information. And in my rabbit hole, I went down about hippos. I stumbled upon something that I think you're going to want to know and didn't know from American history. uh, The 1910 American Hippo Bill. And now, Tony Gill reads. Another reading segment from the Tony Gill. This is from Wikipedia. Why do you keep doing this? Why do you keep repeating exactly what the imaging says? The whole the whole point of the imaging is to set it up. I gotta do it again. Come on, man. You know how this goes. And now, Tony Gill reads. Ah, guys, back with another reading segment where I, Tony Gill, read. <laughs> All right, this is from Wikipedia, guys. In the U.S., Representative Robert F. Broussard of Louisiana introduced the American Hippo Bill in 1910 to authorize the importation and release of hippopotamus into the bayous of Louisiana. Broussard argued that the hippos would eat the invasive water hyacinth that was clogging the rivers and also produce meat to help solve the American meat crisis. 
Former President Theodore Roosevelt backed the plan, as did the U.S. Department of Agriculture, the Washington Post, and the New York Times, which praised the taste of hippo as, quote, like cow bacon. The American hippo bill fell just short of being passed. I don't know what cow bacon would be. Jerky? I'm not sure. I think that's a good place to end the show. Anyway, and finally, uh, uh, let's see. Hold on. I got my list of news items here. Oh, yeah. I went to bed the other night without brushing my teeth. I'm horrified by my behavior. I am. Uh, I think what happened was I was tired, but I was still trying to decide if I was going to have something to eat and fell asleep trying to decide. It's extremely shameful. For the shameful Jason Leisure. It's kind of a shameful episode overall, I'd say. This was a, listen, well, not me, but maybe one of the people that we talked mm-hmm. about. <laughs> Very much so the pre-show meeting was a little shameful for you, but go ahead. I guess, yeah, we'll see. Uh, <laughs> for, for Russ Dorsey, Jason Leisure, Tony Gill, thanks for listening to another episode of the sports adjacent podcast make sure you're listening subscribing sharing with your friends giving us five stars wherever you get your uh podcast from and we will see you guys next week thanks for listening to sports adjacent with jason leisure and russell dorsey be sure to download subscribe and give the podcast five stars you can check out the latest episode of sports adjacent on all digital streaming platforms i'm very much adjacent for a couple hours i thought i was hood but then all that happened, I was like, you know what, James? You adjacent to the mother. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24 7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.